Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to see between me and another comedian about religion and comedy. These are conversations I'm calling Disorganized Religion. God bless. And for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. Hey, nerds. Welcome to another edition of Disorganized Religion, the COVID-19 editions that will never end because we're never getting out of this alive. Uh, I am the host, Seth Lawrence, as always, and this week I'm joined by the fantastically talented and still comedian, Megan Noble. Megan, thank you for joining us this week. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So what have you been doing to keep yourself sane during COVID-19 times? Um, well, I started with a uh, pot holder making kit. Oh, fun then i went back to my youth my mom sent it to me and i was like thank you for giving me homework <laughs> excellent is it a knitting kit or crocheting yeah. or like it's, it's like a weaving okay like there are these little cotton loops and you put them on this kind of like a loom i guess you'd call it yeah and then you weave them together i can Got get it. you one and show it to you well sure if you want i mean yeah. we all would love to judge your your project your home ec craft bag that's fantastic no, i love it yeah yeah you're good what'd you ask me i was just saying do you do a lot of baking or I is this do. a one-off project your mom thought you could do i bake a lot we i come from a very crafty family my mom's a jewelry designer oh wow um, my grandmother was a photographer a painter and a potter she did a lot wow gotcha yeah and Um, and what do all the dads do what do all the fathers do my dad is has own plumbing business Uh um the noble plumber yeah crafty in his own way yeah and then uh my i have a finnish carpenter as an uncle um and then i have graphic designer slash painter i have a painter aunt Uh uh-huh yeah, lots of lots of creatives in my family. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, what's what's the difference between a Finnish carpenter and a carpenter? Is he just from Finland, or what's the? No, they like do the um the Finnish work on things, so they like the detail in in like on it, like the fancy bar at a yeah. restaurant, or like the crown molding. They make sure everything lines up and it's seamless. Yeah, looks pretty. Yeah, the pretty stuff. But Got it. Know, these are potholders. Oh, look at that. Very tightly woven. Well done. Thank you. Wow. Lots, lots of colors. I made quite a few. Oh, my gosh. You did indeed. I did. I, That's uh, amazing. I started to get orders from friends. So. <laughs> I was going to say, usually with the crafty ones, they get the uh, friends, the, the tag-alongs, the free riders. Yeah, it just took one, one wine night Zoom call, and I had about reorders unbelievable well that that's great. why that's why alcohol gets you in trouble right it, that's... It gives me purpose, though. <laughs> i guess that's true and when i get drunk i'm like even more like gung-ho about giving gifts i'm like oh, oh. want i feel like oprah you know? yeah we probably shouldn't broadcast that too loudly but you know fair enough it's, fine. <laughs> People know it. it's not a secret and this is what it looks like when you're making it gotcha I like set up the pattern and then I start to weave them in. Yeah. Wow. Not how long does one take? Probably like for me, probably like 20 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Now was this, a, did it start longer? Like first one I would imagine took longer than 20 minutes or were you amazing from the get go? Well, I started making those pot holders when I was a little kid. So oh, so it was I like riding a bike. It. Yeah. And it's, it. it's honestly like, once you know how to do it, it doesn't take long. It's it's a child's it's a child's <laughs> You should you should introduce it to your children. You will they will have be so excited to have Christmas or whatever Mormon holiday gift. Yeah, we, we, we celebrate Christmas like normal people. Uh you didn't do any research on Mormonism at all, I take it. Nope. Uh no, that's fine. That's great. Um <laughs> yeah, we celebrate Christmas. So yeah, they'll be happy around Jesus' birthday. That'll be great. Uh, my daughter does a lot of uh, um, crocheting. She loves to crochet. Yeah. She would love this then. Yeah, she would. She would. Yeah, so You can get them on Amazon. Oh, excellent. 
Well, send me, uh, okay, WNC Deluxe Metal. Beautiful. All right. We'll look for it. We'll look for it. She would love it. The loops come like this. I separate them by color when I get them. But of course you do. Because I'm crazy. They're like that. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Oh, well, that's great. So how long, speaking of crafty stuff, artsy stuff, how long have you been doing stand-up? Um, I only started doing stand-up like a little over a year ago. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I, I thought it had been longer than that. No. Uh, I don't, we, it was just, I would go to a lot of shows. I would see Bridget a lot. I went to a lot of her shows. You poor um, thing. No, Bridget's great. I loved everything about it. I loved the community. I loved, um, I, I've always loved comedy. So it was a really fun excuse to go. And then mm. Bridget, kept me like you gotta go up you gotta go up and uh i had some people i worked with that were like meg you gotta do this like yeah and so i just went up one day i started keeping a notebook yeah so for about six months i kind of just wrote Jotted. stuff. right i didn't know anything i didn't take any classes and then okay um, my, i guess my classes were going to shows yeah and then i did it and then um I went to a show at the Comedy Store, and then I got booked for my first show at the Comedy Store. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not bad. It was weird. It doesn't. That's, it was just weird. I should, that shouldn't have been my first show. But so how was, did that happen? How did that happen? How did your first show be Belly Room Comedy Store or the, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've only ever done the Belly Room. I was in the bathroom talking to a girl, and she ended up being a booker. And No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Very fun. And how did that go? How did that first booked experience go? It was good. I had you. It was a it was a bringer show, so I had to bring people, and I had sure. uh, twenty twenty three or twenty six people come. So oh my gosh, they all laughed. Man, how do you even know that many people? <laughs> I told you I like to give a lot of gifts. I guess, yeah. man, I need to get. All right, I'm ordering the pot holder thing, and I'm just gonna make them send them out. Yeah. With the stipulation, I, they come to my next show. I gave everyone a potholder at the end of the night as their, <laughs> as their thank you. I was like, of thank you. Of course you did. Thing. I know it's late. Yeah, here you go. Well, fun. And how much time did you do your first set at the comedy store? Five? Six? Well, actually, again, like, should not have done – that. I didn't know what I was doing. All right. So I got, like – I think I had like eight or nine minutes because I had so many oh, wow. people there. Yeah. And so I ended up just like being like, okay, I'm done. Like I, I didn't even <laughs> have a light because I just, I just was stop. so, I was so focused on that five minutes. Right. I was like timing myself like a lunatic. Like yeah. I was like, I was like, it was basically a script, but then yeah. I got up there and then I realized like I recognized a lot of the faces. I mm. relaxed. Oh, like, good. I went over a little bit than the five minutes because I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just in my living room. It's fine. And <laughs> yeah. Then, um, but yeah, I definitely, I didn't run the light. I just like was like, yeah, I'm done. And I got wow. out. So did they spring the additional time on you like at the show? They were like, hey, you brought a lot of people, so you're going to do 10 minutes if you want. I don't even think they told me. Oh, no kidding. They're just I like, ah, let her go. I blacked out. Like a lot. <laughs> I, I blacked out a lot. I I actually met my boyfriend that sh at that show. And oh I my gosh! I didn't remember meeting him. Wow. Yeah. So you don't even know really if you did meet him. Well, no. He he reminds me that I met him and forgot. I know, but, but that's such a predatory, manipulative move. <laughs> well, no, it was. It sounds creepy, but um, my friends. Oh, it is creepy. Him. It, it sounded creepy. It does. Yeah. He's not a creepy. He's from Oklahoma. He's just. Uh, I mean, so was the Unabomber, right? Wasn't he from? Yeah, I'm not helping him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. No, uh, he. So my friends, my really good friends, were went to my show and they invited yeah. him. Oh, gotcha. And so he went. He was like, "Yeah, sure, I love comedy." He went. They yeah. introduced me to him. Again. Yeah. I blacked out, not because I was drunk, just because I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. Was it like everything. a performance high kind of thing? You were just yeah. elated afterward? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I had no idea. I just, and then like 
six months later at a wedding, I was like, hi, I'm Megan. I was like, She's like, yeah, we've been dating for six months. Uh. Yeah, I know you are. We met your show. And I was like, wow. I don't remember. He yeah. Likes it's a funny joke. That is fun. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So who were people that you grew up watching? I mean, you said you'd always been interested in, interested in stand-up. So who, who were some of your motivators and then why? Why stand-up? Um, like about uh, it. Seinfeld. My watch Seinfeld with my dad every week. Yeah. Um, and we also watched um, Home Improvement. With Tim ah, sure. Classics. So I love them. Um, I actually got to do, I used to do background when I first moved out here. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite jobs was on Tim Allen's new show. Um, yeah. Is that Last Man Standing or what yeah, is that? Yeah. And I got to sit next to him for a scene. Oh, football game, and it was it was the best day ever. I was like, yeah, wow. So and, I told him that and he like high fived me. I think <laughs> and blacked out. I was overwhelmed. That's great. Um, so when you say you work background, you mean like as an extra? What do you mean? Like as an extra, I couldn't okay. get a job. Anywhere. Why not? You were fifteen. What was the I problem? Was overqualified. Everyone was just like, we don't have a spot for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, it just, it was hard. I wanted to work in, I wanted to work in commercials and it's really hard to get your foot in there because basically it's word of mouth for the most right. part. Um, so I just started doing background because I knew I could get in that way. And I just started talking to people, you know, telling them on the side. Got um, it. But as a background actor, I was like, I didn't really fit in. I kind of felt like high school. Oh, <laughs> uh, was it cliquish in that way or? They're very, there's like, there's like professional background actors. Oh, sure. And Jeez. They're like in and they're everything. And then, yeah. there, then there's like the people that just like graduated college or high school and were just like, I'm here. I don't understand yeah. what fake talking is. Those were my least favorite people to be paired with. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I get, I'm like, a, I was always like a, a good student I wanted to be a good student yeah and so when people would do things like I like to follow the rules and I don't like that I like to follow the rules but oh okay I hate that part I want to be a rebel sometimes but yeah um, it's a problem I work, I'm working on it um <laughs> <laughs> but when people would you're supposed to fake talk you're not supposed to really talk right and people wouldn't get that and so they instead they would just whisper during a scene and I'm oh like, no yeah <laughs> So then you're just in the background as this angry. I'm just a bitch. (laughs) Just Karen back there yelling at everybody. (laughs) I'm trying not to talk. Right. Of course. So I'm like. Yeah. And they're like, what? What? I can't hear you. I can't. I'm getting louder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can I get a new partner? Please. (laughs) I hate this person. Yeah. Um, so did you move to LA for acting initially then? I did. I did. Yeah. I moved out here to be a star. Um, and here I am. And here you are. Here we all are. I mean, all the actors are stuck at, at home too. So we're all in the same boat. I had a lot of um, funny moments and it just kind of, it made me be like, I need to do, go a different route. Oh, really? Yeah. One of my favorites is a background acting moment. I was on How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And it was the last episode of the entire yeah. thing. And it was so funny. It's it's one of my favorites. So they, the AD or someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, Neil Patrick Harris's character is going to come flirt with you. Is that okay? And I'm like, of course. That's fine. Yeah. And like, okay, you think you can handle it? You're going to walk by, he's going to flirt with you, and you're just going to kind of stick your nose up to him. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah. So they had me do a couple run-throughs, and then they put me in position, and then all of a sudden I can tell that he's being talked to in his earpiece, and he's like, okay, okay, yep, copy. He's like, okay, so I'm going to have you hang tight here, but I might find someone better. I'll let you know. And then he just walked away. Whoa. And I was just like... Yikes. It's fine. Like, I really... I didn't care. I was in like a baby doll top. Like I knew it wasn't, I didn't look like a, I looked like a kid in a bar. Uh-huh. I have and a bear. Like, I look yeah. younger than I am. I was like <laughs> 23 at the time. Like I knew I looked too young for Neil Patrick sure. character to flirt with me. It was going to be weird looking. Oh man. Uh, that's what I told myself anyway. Um, yeah. Well, it's probably accurate. 
yeah, it's definitely not based off of my acting chops. Um, no. But then, like, 20 minutes later, this, like, Amazonian woman comes walking in, like, just gorgeous, big boobs, all put together. Yeah. She comes in looking, like, a little lost, and I looked at her, and I was like, hey, <laughs> are you supposed to be? She's like, yeah, my agent just called. I'm supposed to be here. I don't know where to check in. I go, I think you're supposed to stand right here. Oh, my gosh. You helped your replacement? Of course. Of course. Wow. Wow. And I was like, yeah, you're just going to stand here. And she's like, oh, are you my stand-in? I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> I guess. And all six, one of you. Of See, and if you'd really had the Hollywood blood in you, you would have been like, yeah, no, you're actually over there. I mean, eventually the guy came over and he's like, oh, you got my note. And I was like, yeah, she's gorgeous. I got it. <laughs> Jeez Louise, what a ruthless business. It was funny though. I mean, it was like it's a great story. I'm like, this is a sure, story. sure. So that pushed you out of acting and into stand up. No. So are you still doing acting stuff? I mean, is that what you would like to do eventually as well? Yeah, in addition, I've always wanted to. I had an agent, and then they retired and gave me two weeks' notice. Oh. Um, so then I just was like, okay, do you have any recommendations for a new agent? Nope. And they're like, no. Good luck. Follow your dreams. Um, <laughs> But I'm out. I'm giving up. Guys. Okay. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I needed to make money, so I started working behind the scenes. And sure. uh, I did. I do. I've done a couple commercials just through that. I did a Hertz commercial, a national commercial. That was fun. Hey. Yeah. So that's not bad. You're just hoping they can make it through this COVID and uh, that can yeah. air again. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. So you get little royalty checks every once in a while from that. No, I think I got a buyout, so. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but still, it'd be nice to see yeah. it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it. it. That was me. That's me. I did it. Gotcha. Really they make everyone watch my background stuff. Oh, that's so sweet. So. That's great. Uh, so, so what do you like about stand-up that is different from acting? Um, I like stand-up because I have a control over my career path. I feel like I'm my own agent. I'm my own manager. Um, right. I definitely get to pick my content. I don't have to be like a stereotypical student. At yeah. School. Um, do you feel like you have to find a persona though? I mean, do you feel chained down to like a comedic persona or point of view or how are you navigating that? I think the fun part about me is that I look like this. Yeah. And I've commonly been underestimated because I look like this. So sure. I use it to my advantage. So my comedy definitely isn't isn't this. Uh-huh. It's a lot. It goes like but it's also not it's not like Amy Schumer comedy. It's more like right. an Ali Wong, but even not that. I don't know. It's different. It's, no, it's Megan Noble is what it it's is. Megan Noble, but it's Megan Noble. It's, yeah, it's not what they'd expect. Like, I go up there yeah. in a floral dress. Yeah. And I, I don't talk about tea, you know? Right, right, <laughs> right. The classic misdirect with the, uh, with the persona up there. I have fun with that. And I'm yeah. just telling stories. I'm basically just telling the weird things that happen in my life. Yeah. Ah, well, good. Like, like this extra story mm-hmm. where you became a stand-in. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so fun. Now, where did you move from? Maine. Maine. So from one end to the other. Yeah. Wow. You think uh, my parents, but I love them. I just. Yeah. Wait, why would I think you hate your parents? I just always think people are like, oh, wow, you got really far from home. I used oh, to get well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the other option would have been for you to go to New York. So why, why would you pick LA over New York for acting or stand-up? Um, the weather I also yeah. felt like I would get more out here as to like opportunities wise oh, okay there's a little bit of a smaller community I mean if you watch shows that are filmed in New York you start to see a lot of the same a-list actors oh sure and so I was kind of like mm, there's more options out here huh yeah more of a break-in market in LA then yeah that's how I was thinking yeah you know yeah Found that to be true, or did coronavirus ruin all of that? I mean, a coronavirus 
really just kind of made me get to know my comedian friends as friends. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For better, or for worse, huh? You no, know, like I kind of look at it as like, I'm just making my friendship stronger because we can't yeah. really do anything. I really enjoy like getting riffed on and I love when that happens during like a phone call or a FaceTime. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it too, but my favorite. Josh Edelman's my favorite one that'll riff on me. It's my favorite. Oh my gosh. We don't need to make Josh Edelman's head any bigger than it already is. Like, oh, he needed to get this joke out. I'm listening. Uh, yeah. Jeez Louise. He'll be, he, he will call me now when he doesn't want to be raped on his way home from wherever he is. So I basically do for him what I do for my wife late at night as well. Talking to her on the phone. He Don't loves you? to walk too. He does it to himself. It's great. I mean, I, I wish him all the best. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We, he and I usually get into political tirades, which we will avoid here because I want to have a more uplifting conversation uh, <laughs> with you. So Maine, what was it like growing up in Maine? Well, um, I was, I'm from a small town called Wells, which is also kind of, you share in Maine because the communities are so small, you kind of share towns so wells and a gunquit are kind of a group okay we hang together we go to the same schools um yeah five room schoolhouse and a gunquit wow how how far north in maine were you or were you not that far north it's not far it's like an hour and 15 minutes from boston oh okay from my house to the airport yeah gotcha so it's it's not far maine's very big and i'm at the very bottom it. yeah most of like northern maine doesn't even consider us mainers they think yeah well i'm or they don't consider themselves mainers they're like almost quebecois up there right oh no they're they're maine they're is like, that right yeah they're like you are massachusetts <laughs> interesting oh okay yeah they don't yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah five room schoolhouse holy smoke so how big was your high school graduating class 100 um, no not even so when once you once you moved from a gun quit schoolhouse and went to um, Wells, you yeah. merged Wells, a gun quit, and then some of Sanford, which is another town. Oh, okay. So by the, and Acton, not Sanford, Acton. I'm forgetting my town. Um, I mean, I forgive you. I don't know. All my friends from home are gonna listen to this. You're gonna be like fact check. Um, Unbelievable. Typical Meg. She left Maine behind and just forgot everybody. Yeah, she probably um, hates her parents. So that's yeah. what they're going to say. Um, but no, so once that happened, so my class was probably, the whole school was probably 500. And then my class, I think, was like, it was 120-ish, but I think graduating was like 112 or something. Yeah, wow, that's still, that's, that's still small. Yeah. I mean, even with five towns, it's, yeah, that's still knew. pretty small. That's crazy, man. So do a lot of people who grew up in Maine, like do you have a lot of high school friends that stayed in those towns? A lot of them like went away for school and then came back. Like a yeah. lot of them have with their families there. It's a great place to grow up. I don't blame them for that. It, yeah. It's beautiful. I always want my friend. I always tell my friends to come go visit. I'm like, you have to go. It's yeah. Fun. Oh, that's fun kind yeah. of a quaint feel to it it's very yeah. i would say it's like it's like a gunk with like a snow globe like oh, so oh like that's fun now i want to go visit yeah it's got a little brick sidewalks you can walk to the beach There's oh my gosh sure yeah oh that's so fun that's so fun uh so what was your religious upbringing like we're going to transition now to your thoughts on religion and spirituality if you have any I got really lucky. I went to, I, um, I was raised Lutheran. Okay. Um, and my Lutheran church is, was a very cute main church in Kennebunk, which was probably like 15 minutes from Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had like a, they had like a fun thing called logos, which was like a youth group kind of thing, but it okay. was kind of like a Bible study for kids. Yeah. We'd do like ski trips and scavenger hunts and um yeah kind of built like friendships it was like going to like a separate kind of camp but it right. was all year round kind of thing oh okay like, well, summer summer you really didn't do anything but um so i got i got lucky i got i got to know all of the adults because 
everyone kind of participated and liked participating in it. And yeah. it was a very accepting group. They didn't, um, at least the mass amount of the people that went to that church, they weren't, um, they didn't exclude anybody that was different. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got lucky. I got, I have a really, that's a really good church. I haven't really found a church like it since out here, but I haven't also sure. looked because I feel like <laughs> I have mine and I just right in on the Zoom meetings because uh, actually I have done their Zoom church. Is that right? Interesting. So you still identify as Lutheran then? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what uh, what's a Lutheran service like? How long is it? What do you do during it? It's usually about like an hour and 15 minutes if it's like one of the fancy ones. It's usually like oh, okay. Um, so what makes it a fancy one? A fancy one would be like if it was like Easter Sunday or, oh, okay. or a Christmas mass or something like that. Christmas church, whatever. Yeah. I always... I went to a Catholic college, so I sometimes get my vocabs mixed up. Got it. Sure. Uh, and my mom was raised Catholic, so her vocab would sometimes. <laughs> would also merge and meld. Yeah. <laughs> but we, were, we all went together to church. Um, yeah. But uh, it, w- it starts off usually with a song, and then there's um, some hymns, and then mm. there's some blessings, and then there's the pastor's message. And I also got really lucky with pastors they didn't shove faith down your throat which mm. i find i go i've gone to a lot of weddings at this yeah. in my life and i find that there's a lot of faiths and in christianity there's a lot of different types of christianity that yeah they really like to shove this like christian guilt and this this like this is the faith or nothing right down your throat and yeah. it's exhausting well, to listen well. to I mean, when you're right, you're right, Megan, and everyone needs to know. <laughs> it's exhausting, and I they're, yeah. they're more like my pastors were more like storytellers, and they'd always kind of tie it in at the end. It was fun because you'd relate to it, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's that. yeah." You listen to this, whereas yeah. Well, do you feel like that's that background has influenced your stand-up style at all? I think so, probably. Yeah, I've never thought of it, but it it definitely makes sense. My favorite pastor is our current pastor, and um, he he does that all the time. He always yeah. is telling personal stories and then ties them into a biblical story. So yeah, yeah, I guess my comedy seems is like, a lot like Pastor Horner's. Yeah, it just seems like your style is sort of personal stories with jokes in them, you know, which I also love. I identify with that too. That's great. Um, I tell a story. <laughs> yeah i mean why why tell a story if it's going to be sad <laughs> nobody wants that unless you're a preacher i guess and then sometimes that can help uh so so how do you get to lutheran heaven um it's the same way as most just be good do your best kind of thing um but martin luther um let, was so the reason lutheran faith exists is because martin luther was a monk for the catholic church right back in roman times he was a roman monk i think Uh, don't fact check me on that but i'm pretty sure all right yeah i can look it up i think he was german but we'll see go on but anyway yeah he was was from the catholic church and he like the thing about paying to get out of purgatory or paying paying your dues with money you know, mm-hmm. it had to go off of merit and off of like your heart and your soul. Yeah. And so he basically was like, you know what? I love this Christian faith, but I don't like this Catholic control that they're trying to do and like trying to suppress the parishioners. And yeah. so he created this faith that's very, it's very loosely based off of, or not even loosely, it's very close to the Catholic faith, except for it focuses more on God's promise and God's, um, you know, his ideals of how to be a person with other people and Mm -hmm. how to look at other people and try not to judge them, but try to empathize with them and try to, you know, build a community that you can survive life with because life is honestly, you survive it so you can get to heaven and you can not have to worry about all the stresses and all the pain that is in life. Um, Right. So, so 
so do you have a lot of the same, um, I guess, rites, rituals? Like I would imagine there's baptism mm -hmm. in the Lutheran faith. I would imagine there's some form of uh, uh, sacrament, uh, Eucharist, something like So do you take that as well every week during services? So a fun, interesting thing about baptism, for example. Yeah. Baptism and communion do not have to be linked. Whereas mm -hmm. in the Catholic Church, you have to be baptized, you have to have communion to have communion and all of that. Whereas yeah. in the Lutheran faith, you don't have to be baptized necessarily to get um the blood of Christ yeah. um every week. Because that's kind of like, okay, when you're old enough to realize that you can get baptized on your own terms and at your own time. That's up yeah. to you. And that's a separate thing. Um, whereas the Catholic church kind of, it's again, like you have to build yourself to get to the status of right. communion, which is kind of, Luther didn't like that. He was like, That's yeah, this is so, for everybody. Yeah. It's for, let's try to make this an inclusive welcoming environment instead of this like kind of daunting thing. Not that I'm bashing Catholicism, but there is a lot of politics in Catholicism. Fine. It's punching that up. Makes. They've been on top for a while. They've been on top, but they, they're kind of bullies. And that's I mean, kind of all of them. Yeah. I mean, I went to Rome. I studied the Catholic. I, I went and studied all of that religion in Rome. And um, it was it was very fascinating. It's beautiful. A lot of the our greatest artists were contributors to the Catholic Church. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. But there's a lot. There's a lot of flaws. Sure. Sure. So for you as a Lutheran, who is or what is God? Um, I always kind of, I look at God as he's not a person. He's more like a, an entity, I guess you would say. Sure. He's something that, or they, they're the creator. They're, um, they're kind of like, they're your, they're your strength. They're your your um, your faith and humanity. Um, they're where the like magic happens in the world. The pretty uh -huh. things that you get to see. They're the blessings. Um, they they help remind you of what life is worth living. And they, I kind of always take it as like those pretty moments in life is what heaven will be like all the time. Yeah. And, um that's kind of like their way of showing you that you can, there's still hope in everything, you know, even in yeah. this current climate we're in, there's a lot of beautiful things that are happening, a lot of beautiful bonds and relationships and mutual respect that's being built through this really dark time, which I think shows you the, the like glowing light that's instilled in everyone's souls. And I think that's mm. kind of what, what God does. He, he starts you with this ember and you have to let it burn. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at God. He's like, he's your guide. He's your light. And you have to try to keep finding the light in the dark stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, I love that. That's beautiful. What, uh, what is the relationship of Jesus Christ to God? Are they the same person or entity? I I think he's a part of it, but I okay. think he's the human version Got that it. also had sin and had, he was the example, you know? So he kind of was like, okay, this is the most perfect of a human I can create. That's still going to have temptations, still going to have sin, still going to, he's not perfect, but he's going to try to pass my message along. And Interesting. To try to, you know. Yeah give you the best example of how you can be a good person yeah um, but he's also gonna have to take a lot of shit yeah and you know he's gonna have to ultimately give his life so that we as the rest of the human race his brothers and sisters i guess you could say can go to heaven because yeah. he has to show you the ultimate sacrifice so that we can all benefit from it so interesting you know, messenger but also he was the gift yeah so so lutherans don't believe christ was a perfect person i can't speak for all lutherans i can speak for my family and how we've interpreted yeah our um our lessons and our our faith and uh that's how we look at it we know he wasn't perfect 
Um, I, I always have this like fun little like romanticized version of him and Mary Magdalene, I always think. Yeah. I think they were in love. You but think they hit it off? Yeah. I think they do. I think they do. It's, I not, like, it's not an unpopular opinion, honestly. To have love, you know? I yeah. Why not? Love and why not the underdog? Right. I mean, come I on. Her. She was sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, interesting. Okay. And what is our relationship to, to this entity? Um, I think we're, or his creation where I, oh, okay. you know, I, I think, I don't know. I always kind of looked at it as God created, God created life and earth because, you know, he was like, I don't want to be alone, yeah. but I can't create myself. So let me, let me share this beautiful yeah. world, this beautiful creation with other people and see what they do with it and hopefully they'll do good and hopefully they'll enjoy life and share it with people and continue that like you know what is that like uh what's that thing from the sixth sense where he passes it on uh i don't know pay it forward pay it forward that's okay because <laughs> that was another movie that that kid was in called pay it forward Okay, that's what it was. He was in that movie, The Sixth Sense Kid. Thank you yeah. for going on that train of thought. Yeah, no um, problem. I followed. I followed. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, the play forward thing where I love that movie. I haven't seen it in years, but it stuck with me. Yeah, it ends terribly sad. It but does. He was always in terribly ended movies. Um, I mean, my gosh. Did. Yeah, talk about um, trauma. Yeah. But uh, no, I think it, it was kind of like, I'm an, I want to share this with you. I hope you share it with the people in your life and continue life and do all of that. And at the yeah. end, it's not going to be easy. And at the end, you can come hang out with me in this perfect universe. Yeah. Have. yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. We're, we're, his, we're his family and he wants us all to get to be the back. other side. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, all right. Last question. Then we'll get to the segment that I honestly find the most entertaining. Um, but the question is for you, why have you stayed, I take it you still believe in a lot of the tenets of, of Lutheranism. Um, so why, why have you stayed a believer in your faith? For me, I, again, I think I had a very unique experience with, um, my parents and my church and cause not all Luke's in churches are the same, just like not all Christian, just in all of the Christian umbrella, yeah. not every church is the same. Um, and there's a lot of churches that I don't agree with. Um, sure. especially for, um, the, just my friends that get discriminated and are discouraged by the Christian faith because of their experiences. It really right. frustrates me because the Bible is an interpretation written by humans. It's not, God didn't write it himself. And so mm. I think there's a lot of, I mean, you can read different versions of the Bible and you yeah. can see that there's, they're worded differently. And just by a, a mere change of a few words, it can be interpreted completely different. And yeah. there's the manipulation that's done in that. And that really frustrates me because the message gets lost and that, that simple, because when you look at it, there's a lot of sim simplicity in it and it's just yeah. be kind and do your best and try to encourage other people to do the same and just kind of be a community and love each other. Um, it's basically the basics of it. Right. Right. And I think for me, when I went to college and I studied religion and experienced the Catholic faith, I kind of reconfirmed that this, this specific religion worked for me and how I, yeah. I view the world, but I don't yeah. necessarily think it's the only religion i think honestly when you look into other religions they're all about the same in a lot of ways yeah it's just there's different names and there's sometimes more than one god mm. but they kind of work as a team so to me like that works as a god thing because we don't know who god is he could be sure you know, he could take on multiple forms we don't know sure. that so i'm completely open to other religions i just that's the one i learned and it ended up kind of matching up with my morals and values as I grew up. And I, yeah, I was like, this works. This works yeah. for me. Maybe I'm lazy and don't want to try a different religion. But. Well, maybe not. Uh, but you know, when you find something that resonates with you and um, it, it, it's hard to turn away from that, if it still resonates with you, it gives you direction. 
Uh, all right, so I kind of lied. I guess pragmatically for me, I'm curious about how the Lutheran church is set up. Is there a hierarchy? Is there you know, a, a pope equivalent, or is it really up to the pastors of each parish or congregation? If there is, I don't know about them. It's mostly... Okay, um, so we hope I there think? isn't, because otherwise, yeah. Well, I think there's like, uh, there's like, like there is in Catholicism, there's like head nuns and, and Pope and stuff like that. I think there's people that help make decisions for the churches. Yeah, so there might but, be some council. Yeah, there's probably like a council or like a principal, but they're not, they're definitely not someone we are like, they are the... The mouthpiece the, of God. Yeah, they're not. Got it's it. mostly based off of each individual church and... um it's very like, I don't know, there's like a liberalness to it because it's yeah. people, It's not just the pastor that's up there. So there's different parishioners that are called deacons or um, uh-huh. that come up and they'll start, they'll read passages from the Bible. They'll even have their own individual prayers that they'll write themselves for some of it. Hmm. Um, so it's a very like inclusive and um, everyone kind of chips in a little bit. Oh, got it. So it does feel more communal then. Yeah. It's more, yeah. At Not least so much top down. Yeah. There's no hierarchy, really. I mean, you go to your pastor for guidance. Sure. He's not like better. You don't see him as better than you. Uh-huh. Kind of like someone you go to that can advise you and guide you and help direct you, but they aren't right. ex- exempt from sin like anyone else. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, Megan, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts uh, with us on this. Uh, now it's your turn to grill me about what is the deal with Mormons. Okay. Um, well, I did have a question for you. It's similar to your yeah. question, though, but um, mine was going to be, if you did you grow up in a Mormon household? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my dad was a member of the church from since he was born. Um, my mom converted to the faith when she was in her mid twenties and then met my dad sometime after she'd converted. Uh, so yeah, so I was, I was raised in the church as they say. Okay. Um, do you enjoy the comic parts of the Mormon, uh, stereotypes, I guess? Uh, you mean like the polygamy stuff, the, uh, jello stuff? What do you mean? like the Broadway play or the like SNL skits? Uh, so I haven't seen the Broadway musical. I have heard some of the music and I've seen uh, bits and pieces of the South Park episodes that they've done. Um, I guess there's one main one on Mormonism and I've seen bits and pieces of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I sort of, I, I get a kick out of any time Mormons are mentioned in Hollywood or in mainstream media. Uh, sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they don't. And it's always funny, I think. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. I mean, I get a kick out of when they make fun of Catholics. No one really touches <laughs> on Lutherans. They kind of just... Well, as as you said, are. you know, Lutherans are kind of loosey-goosey. And it's hard to make fun of someone when they don't have any principles at all. <laughs> you're just kind of like, you want to get out of this? Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Are you, what you're is like it? Yeah, art, fine. You're like fine. the art students of the high school, you know? They're right. Like the art kids are like, let's go play with some clay today. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think... Um, yeah, I think it's because it's a little bit harder to nail down exactly what Lutherans don't like and don't approve of, it's harder to make fun of them. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely based off of each church. Some churches are a lot a lot more conservative than others. Mine sure. wasn't. So. Right, right, which was uh, sounds like very beneficial to you, which is great. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, um, I mean, a, a large part of the gospel, uh, as I understand it, Jesus Christ's teachings were to love everybody, you know? So I also feel a bit remorseful when talking to people who have had terrible experiences either in my faith or outside of the faith because of oppression or, you know, uh, stigma. It's, it's sad because that's also, I don't think that's what Christ taught. So is, so I guess Mormons, they believe in, God and Jesus Christ as well? Uh, 
I mean, we so we worship uh, Jesus Christ as our Savior. Um, we believe that His Father is Heavenly Father, and that we all come from Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. So we believe in a married pair at the top, a Heavenly Mother and a Heavenly Father. Um, and uh, yeah, so they they created all of us, and then uh, needed a place for us to grow so that we could become like them, and created the earth, and have sent us here to learn, grow, and hopefully make the right choices, so we can go back to live with them. Okay, so it's very close to Lutheran and Christianity. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we consider ourselves Christian because we believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior. So. Yeah, Christianity is enormously broad, though, right? So, yeah. Yeah. You get a Bible and then you can go. Right, you just go crazy. Yeah. Uh, So we do, we fall within the Christianity umbrella. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy when you realize how many forms of Christianity there are. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Sometimes I feel like they just keep making more. Well, you know, when, as you say, when you can interpret the Bible any way you want, can. Any slight variation is uh, valid, I guess. So it's very scary. In uh, in the Mormon faith, do they uh, discourage against drinking and all that? Yeah. So we have what is called the Word of Wisdom, which was a modern, you know, quote unquote. This was a revelation received by Joseph Smith in the uh, early 1800s. Um, and so with that comes our belief in a modern prophet. So we do have a hierarchy that we believe in with a prophet at the top and then a first presidency, you know, a prophet, his two counselors, and then a quorum of the 12 apostles. So we believe in a very similar structure to what is described in the New Testament. Okay. Um, and through this modern revelation that we call the word of wisdom, uh, yeah, we are encouraged not to drink alcohol, not to take uh, recreational drugs, not to drink coffee or tea. Those are the big, uh, I guess, contentious points with normal people. Most people are like, yeah, okay, fine. No alcohol, right? No meth. We get it. But coffee, come on. So. And tea. Tea is disgusting. I have no problems not drinking tea. It is gross. What? What? Uh, Iced tea. I've been tempted by the iced tea. We lived in North Carolina for a while, and boy, every hot day I thought, man, an iced tea really sounds good. But wait, what is? So is it the caffeine they discriminate? They don't like or whatever? Uh, you know, for a long time in just uh, what's the word? I guess. The culture of Mormonism, caffeine was kind of thought to be the issue. Um, But no, there's been no official stance on what exactly in coffee or tea is bad, other than that's the way. So the actual words in the Revelation uh, in the Doctrine and Covenants, which is a book of scripture that we believe in. is hot drinks. Those were the actual words. And those, that, those words, hot drinks, were interpreted as coffee or tea. The point of the word of wisdom, as far as uh, I can tell, is really to be clean and clear for the Holy Spirit, right? So we can feel the influence of Heavenly Father uh, and Heavenly Mother. And I guess there's something in coffee or tea that has, that has been thought by our religious leaders to infiltrate or obstruct that ability that we have to feel those things. So I think the larger issue is, you know, just addiction in general, right? So you shouldn't be addicted to anything that's going to keep you from acting on feelings you have, promptings you have from the spirit. So then you have hot cocoa? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love hot cocoa. Totally fine. And caffeine's not the thing, right? So I love a Mountain Dew every once in a while. Nectar of the Gods, the the white trash wine. Um, so many questions now. It's like, wait. Yeah. Can yeah. You have herbal tea? Herbal tea is okay. Yep. Yeah. So, herbal tea is fine. So caffeinated, but it has to be hot. So can you have iced coffee? Mm-mm. No, there's something in coffee or tea. And again, it's not the temperature. That's That's the weird thing about the hot drinks 
thing. I mean, at the time there wasn't iced coffee, you know, in, in 1830, there wasn't iced coffee. There wasn't iced tea. I mean, maybe people had it, but it wasn't like this widely distributed thing. Um, Turn around and do a cold brew because there's no hot water meeting. Those yeah. Things. Yeah. No. Hey, I understand. I get it. Uh, but, <laughs> but, the, the, but the word from on high is no, it's a no go. So no coffee, no tea. Really need um, to go talk to God about that one. Be like, can we, can we like, can we be real? Yeah, I mean, maybe. In this same revelation is a recommendation to exercise daily. And that has not been handed down as like, you must do this. So I feel like oh. we'd lose more people out of our faith if that came down. Well, so we're waiting. We're waiting to see. Maybe they can like be like, okay, if I exercise. Right, I then can, can I coffee. have coffee? Yeah. If I don't exercise, I can't have coffee. Right, maybe so, maybe so. Yeah, I'm just really, I really want to know, like, you know, the bartering system. of. The bartering. Yeah. Well, you know, Megan, sometimes it's not for us to know, only for us to believe. Yeah. So you've never had coffee? Uh, no, I had coffee once by mistake. Uh, my family was at uh, Mount Rushmore, which may be torn down in the next few months. Who knows what's going to happen? What? Uh, well, you know, all of this... Uh, this this cancel culture stuff the black lives matter movement uh for all of its goods they're also taking down they're taking down george washington they're taking down ulysses s grant you know um and i don't know they might go after uh some people on the mount rushmore so anyhow i mean they're set in stone what more can you do i mean isn't martin luther king's there too though they put him there they put him on mount rushmore isn't he next to them now? I don't think so. Did they re? Did they? Is this some wishful thinking? It's all. It's just four presidents. I may have made this up, but I thought there was a statue that they put at the same area. It's not in. It's not on the mountain. Not on the mountain, but I'm pretty sure he's around them. Maybe. Uh, let me look this up. Mount Rushmore, Martin Luther King. Let's see if anything comes up. I I haven't. Maybe I made heard. This- yeah, Democrats. Do Democrats want to add Martin Luther King to Mount Rushmore? Authorities plan a tribute to MLK above Confederate Mount Rushmore. I mean, that's in Georgia, Confederate Mount Rushmore, wherever that is, whatever that is. Uh, I don't think there is one. No, there I don't is think that so. Martin Luther King statue. Then I don't know. It's pretty. It's like white marble. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they should have one everywhere, but right. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, Wait. we were on a trip to Mount Rushmore. I thought I was getting hot chocolate, a flavored hot chocolate, and I misread the machine. Got some coffee, had a little bit. It was sweet. It was sweet to the taste, but I think that's because it was very heavily flavored coffee. But I think I was forgiven because it was on accident. You know. It was also like. I was eleven coffee it probably wasn't even a good one i have no idea no idea that yeah. reminds me of a, a wedding i went to in um it was in mississippi but everyone was um from louisiana okay the, and um the bride's husband um or groom his family was a lot of evangelical christians oh that's the right one very okay. very strict faith sure and um, they can't drink and off to the side, kind of in this other area was this sweet tea and this lemonade that was spiked in yeah. this punch bowl. Oh no. And they were, they were for the people that, you know, the people on the other side of the wedding that was like, I want to have a cocktail. Yeah. And so, um, we were drinking them, but they were kind of tucked off to the side. So you only the people that like got the word were supposed to go over there. Oh no. Yeah. But they were like, Hey, that looks like lemonade labeled. And, uh, yeah, the pastor's wife <sighs> drank a whole thing of the sweet tea and got herself a little drunk and was so oh. upset. <laughs> to the uh, point where I had to go dump them out. Oh no. And by dumping out, I was like, I'll take it to the kitchen. And I like took it to the kitchen and was like giving everybody cups before it was empty. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. 
we had this wedding it was like on a plantation it was uh wow. it was quite i i loved it for historical sure Honestly, the, i mean I, the wrong history it sounds like but yes history, but like i was digging through drawers because we got to stay there Oh and gosh! Freaking out over haunt, about it being haunted, but I was like, if I respect the history, yeah, I think ghosts might they'll be fine. Give me a pass. Yeah. So I was like, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna print some journals, and so I went in and was like, I was going through stuff in that house. I was I was looking at wallpapers and closets. Like I was getting into it. It was yeah. a beautiful house, and yeah. it was very old. And I just was like, I respect. Sure. And, that suffered here right i want to try to find something and yeah I anything but wow. Wow. you know I did maybe next time paper yeah oh man and that's fun no one haunted me but it was it was very interesting and it was a beautiful beautiful service oh yeah beautiful yeah it's definitely yeah. trying to like south is pretty it is pretty i mean uh, we made a lot of mistakes but they did. So did the rest of the country. Well, not as bad, maybe. But yes, mistakes still. Sure. Oh, that's just, some of the rest of the country just like didn't pay attention to it. They're like, it's not <laughs> uh, don't worry about where it came from. It's fine. Fish shirt, cotton. Yeah. Right. Ooh, so comfy. Uh, <laughs> well, any other questions you got? Um, should we wrap it up? No, this was actually very educational for me. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, fun. Much. Well, I learned quite a bit as well. So thank you oh, for. Yeah. yeah. You have a question about the gold plates. What are the gold plates? Is that from the 1800s guy? Yeah. So this, this 1800s guy, more commonly known as Joseph Smith. Uh, yes. Found gold plates. Um, so he, he was a young man in New York, uh, kind of upstate New York, very religiously minded, spiritually curious, and uh, read in the Bible and decided to um, ask God as the Bible instructs, if you lack wisdom, this was like James, uh, James 1, 5, ask of God if you lack wisdom, and he will essentially give you the wisdom that you need, okay? So he ends up going to pray uh, about this, sees Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ in a vision, which is his claim to fame. They give him the commission, essentially, to restore the gospel, that was lost after what we believe was the great apostasy after Christ was killed, crucified, and all of the apostles were killed. So Joseph Smith's the guy that brings the fullness of the gospel back. Part of his mission was to translate these plates. And so he is shown in another vision where he sees an angel named Moroni uh, who comes to him in his bedroom and tells him where these golden plates are hidden he eventually gains access to these gold plates, which are in a hill, Camora of New York, in New York, kind of close to his house. And uh, he then translates these plates. And that's where we get the Book of Mormon from. Do you, have you ever seen the plates? No, no. Only 11 people saw the gold plates. And, well, after they were translated, according to Joseph Smith, he returned the gold plates to the angel Moroni. So they were taken taken away by the angel. Maybe one day we'll all see them again, but very few people saw them. So. Oh, I'm very interested in these plates. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a perfect translation or as perfect as we're going to get. That's cool. In the Book of Mormon, you can obtain your copy for free, Meg. I can send two guys or gals over to your place tomorrow. <laughs> they can be there tomorrow. That's only ever happened to me once. And I was staying with a friend in Pasadena. Oh, I sure the sweetest little old women so i just like let them talk to me for like an hour <laughs> i had no friends i had just moved here and i was like i don't have anything else to do okay why not yeah that was our bread and butter baby getting all the bored lonely people that's who religion's for they were so sweet i couldn't say no i was like okay yeah, yeah of There's course not sit down and they're like no 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 i was like are you sure <laughs> now are you sure they were mormon or were they jehovah's witnesses Oh, they could have been. I don't remember. I blacked oh. out. I got. I was just so like, got it. Overwhelmed by how cute these little ladies were. To be completely honest, they could have been Jehovah's Witnesses. They probably were because our missionaries that would do that would be younger. Oh yeah. They yeah, we respect the elderly. We don't make them trudge out there to. I think proselyte. 
I really think these little ladies like this. They really enjoyed talking. Of course to they did. The water by the end. Oh yeah, like, of course okay. they did. Yeah, they they probably loved you. They probably hated you when you didn't convert or come to church. But at first, they probably loved you. I think it might have, you know, it might have been Jehovah's Witness, to be honest, because I think I asked them, do you celebrate birthdays? And they said no. And I was oh, like, yeah. No, that was totally Jehovah's Witnesses. That's yeah. a deal breaker for me. I love birthdays. You got to love a birthday. You have to celebrate survival. I mean, come on. I, I love birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. So do yeah. I. Good birthday. Any excuse for cake is a good day. Yeah. You can't just tell me. There was a girl at our school that couldn't come to any birthday parties. And I was like, do you want me to do a cupcake? Jeez. Yeah. Have you thought about Lutheranism? Huh? We Crazy. Know. We can make <laughs> very easily. We're very loosey goosey. Yeah, it's just coming off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Megan, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Anything you want to plug? Anything going on? You know, when the day comes and I do have a show, please come. Yeah. Where can people find you? Do you use the gram, Twitter? Um, yes. You can find me on Instagram, Meg the Noble. And it's uh, N-O-B-L-E, not like the noble gases, not the peace prize. Wow, you went so nerdy on that. That was fun. Good, good. <laughs> uh, do you use Facebook or no? Mostly Instagram for announcing shows. I think there's a Facebook link to my Instagram, but I don't really know how to do it. Yeah, fair enough. Instagram, Facebook's so for boomers anyway. The dumpster fire there right yeah. now. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Meg, this is it's so fun to talk to you always. Yeah, so fun. thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. You have a good week. You too. I'll talk to you later. Bye.